Hello, welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer as of the 17th of November 2019. Are you sitting comfortably? Yes, that fire is very welcome. Again, the anemometer with its maximum poultry puff of 45 miles per hour on the 4th of November falls into second place behind the overworked rain gauge which has been emptied twice since last month, bringing the measured rainfall this month to 100mm, or in old money, a gnat's whisker of 4 inches. Where is all that rain going to, I hear you ask? Well, drive from Islip to Ashenden via Oddington, and you'll find out. When the bow wave of the water at the turn for Oddington washed over my bonnet, I thought I'd found it. Well, some of it, though it seemed like most of it. A quad bike gushed by, the rider standing across its saddle. It was odd seeing waves of parting water rising higher than the driver's head and shoulders. A little further on, and I could see clearly in my rear-view mirror the signs for road closed, flood and diversion. The ones from my direction having been washed away. Perhaps I should have paid greater attention to our Fitzroy storm glass, which has remained cotton crater crystallised, stuck, mirroring the constant cloud cover above. Always accurate. With all the rain, there has been difficulty in spotting Beaufort telltales. But I note, as the broadband cable has been threaded through that pipe all the way up from Westcott, we will shortly be blown away by the news that the mile of hedge still supporting our original broadband fibre cable has once more been cut. Hmm, maybe don't hold your breath on that one. OK, equally impatient ones, eager for meteorological miscellaneous, wait not a moment longer. For you, this month, it's got an especially local twist. Fasten your seatbelts. And we have reached H, and H is for Radcliffe Observatory, Oxford. Huh, right away, you have rumbled my ruse. H is actually for Hornsby and Howard. Note the Ashton anemometer is once again giving great value in two for the price of one. Professor Thomas Hornsby and doctoral student Emma Howard, to be precise, both of the Radcliffe Observatory. I'm also throwing in one Professor Burt for free. The AA's generosity knows no bounds. Come rain or shine, come howling gale or thick fog, Oxford doctoral student Emma Howard must keep her 9am appointment. 250 years of history demand it. Emma is one of the data recorders who manually reads off the weather instruments positioned on the lawn next to the Radcliffe Observatory in Green Templeton College. If she can't do it, a colleague must. Temperature on this spot has been measured every single day since Sunday the 14th of November 1813, making it the longest unbroken single-time sight series of its kind in the British Isles and one of the longest in the world. It's fantastic to be involved with the Ratcliffe record, but I'm also terrified of something going wrong and messing up this wonderful thing, Emma says. 
on the other hand, it's really exciting to have this long record and then find the highest ever this or the highest ever that. We've had a few of those last year. Metrology at the Radcliffe actually goes back even further than 1813 to the pioneering studies of Professor Thomas Hornsby. He was the Oxford scholar who, in 1767, petitioned the Radcliffe Charitable Trust to build the majestic observatory on the Woodstock Road, heading north out of the city. Hornsby was an astronomer, but to view the stars properly, he needed to make corrections for the atmospheric disturbances, and that meant keeping an eye on the weather as well. Some of his earlier documentation has been lost, and in the twilight of his career, Hornsby also got a bit haphazard in his observations. But monthly rainfall totals he started are continuous from 1767. It's perhaps surprising in the era of automation that someone still turns up at 9am every day to open the Radcliffe Stevenson Instrument Shelter and read off the thermometers. This rationale is partly down to tradition and mandated by university decree, but the students who do it, it probably also emphasises the importance of process and gives very meaningful connection to the for the data. These things need to be continued. They are the ultimate anchor to the climate models, says Professor Tim Burt. I told you you were getting one for free. He's a former director of the Meteorological Society, founded, incidentally, on the 3rd of April 1850 in the library of our nearby Hartwell House. Not many people know that. I'm a great believer in the computer model, says Professor Burt, but you also need the long-term data so you can hindcast to run the models backwards in time to show you can reproduce the past before then rolling them forward to see what might happen in the future. It's good to know that no flooded roads have held back Radcliffe's remarkable recording record. Meantime, Hector's activity in rodent management and his anemometer work has been somewhat dampened, indoor activity on the sofa being favoured. He has also been experimenting, repurposing, get it? A 40-year-old down sleeping bag, which appears a great success for catnapping and a lot of the intervals in between. Mainly, though, he's been attempting to elongate the sitting zone on our sofa, which faces the TV and fire. Both myself and long-suffering assistant get either a head or a tail end up against us, particularly on colder evenings, and even during political broadcasts, as we are further forced apart up against the sofa's arms. I say forced, as within the past few weeks, Hector has been making sterling efforts to demolish 50% more food at nearly six packs a day, and is putting his new physique to very good use as a mid-sofa bolster. Any attempt by us to retack to react at especially contentious election broadcasts is immediately halted by his immense stretch and yawn, pressing us up against the sofa's ends. His perceptive party political prognostications prove particularly persuasive. Potentially a potential parliamentary pundit? Sorry, 
possibly a potential parliamentary pundit. I knew I wasn't going to get that right. Oh, forgive me. Look, let's sum up this month's activity. Maximum gust, 45 miles per hour. E for effort, must do better. Rain gauge, 4 inches. E for extreme, must not do wetter, please. Both at scale, rain's obscured readings. Still waiting to be blown away. Hectorization, moderate, six packs and rising. That's food pouches, not ribs. He's predicting losses for the mouses and expecting a few rats to get in. Alliterations, a lot. Puns, perceptible, possibly profuse. <sighs> well, instead of popping down to the hundred, the AA's outreach team is preparing for an ins inspection of the Jaipur Mantra. That's a giant gnomon. I heard that. No, it's not just for the sake of another alliteration. You are incorrigible. More on that next time. That's all from me, Richard Phillips. By the time you read, or indeed maybe hear this, as it is published in the Burnwood News, I will be at about 1,414 feet above sea level, not counting the steps. Bye.